Hello everybody and welcome to Groovagoon Gravel Epic Edition. Yes, some weeks ago, maybe some months ago, I met Sean, who is actually the boss of Gravel Epic, and we started getting uh, some cool vibes together, so we decided to put together a little mini-series to introduce this new series of events, the Gravel Epic series, that is starting basically ground up from this year. Three episodes, we are gonna chat with Sean, uh, the first episode, second episode with Anthony, who is gonna be the Gravel Epic race director of Gravel Epic Switzerland, I said Gravel Epic already 700,000 times, and the third one talking about a bit more the Gravel vibes together with some of the ambassadors of Gravel Epic, also to try to understand what's behind. But the first one is gonna be this one, we are gonna sit down, actually, we sat already down with Sean in the how root offices because it's everything part of the same family and we talk about a bit more gravel and gravel epic and everything on that i hope you liked it it was live so if you listen to weird noises or whatever be kind with me i am learning how to record live in a proper way but it was super cool because we sat together we had time to chit each other to have lunch and to talk about a lot of things ah yeah another thing remember first of all all the info down description below second thing there's gonna be together with gravel epic a giveaway basically uh down in the description below landing page fill up with all your data there's gonna be one winner the 10th of September, as I remember. Anyways, this everything's gonna be written there, and uh, the winner is gonna get a free entry with accommodation at Gravel Epic Switzerland, 27th of September. 24th, 24th and 25th of September, and as well a skin suit of the new broom wagon per sportful collaboration. So fresh new skin suit, the one that make you beautiful for sure and probably also faster where on top if you want to do gravel stuff you can also put something like i don't know um baggy shorts or hip bag or whatever you want so down description below registration just subscribe and then you can get free ticket for gravel epic and you have to take part to the gravel epic with the skin suit of broom wagon that you're gonna receive as well that's it listen to me and sean talking around gravel epic I'm gonna start and I'm gonna say that I'm here today with Sean Rath. Makes sense. Uh, talking about Gravel Epic. Uh, because, yes, we got in contact some time ago. And actually, you are in gravel riding since ever, right, Sean? I'm pretty sure when I was born, I had a gravel bike attached to my hands. Yeah, so a forever. Balance bike or normal bike? Ooh. A balance bike with knobby tires. Okay, okay, makes sense. And yes, we got in contact. We speak kind of the same gravel language. And then I set a point that I, said, I thought, okay, we can actually figure it out and do, how is the super cool word that everybody uses now? Uh, synergies. Oh, we can synergies. use synergies in order to talk about a bit more everything, about gravel, about uh, community in gravel events, and especially of the event that actually you are running, that is the Gravel Epic. Yep. Absolutely. I'm, uh, I, I, I agree. Synergy is the, it's not even the right word. We just clicked yes. the first time we talked. <laughs> that's great. And so, yeah, that's why you are here. We're going to talk about uh, this event that is going to happen this year in Switzerland, uh, running up everything together in the Amazing Valley. We're going to talk about exactly this event 
in the second episode with Anthony. And then we're going to talk also about with some of the ambassador of Gravel Epic really to talk about, because that's what it is. We're going to talk about that a long time today. And uh, Gravel, it's a lot of things and nothing. A lot of people say that Gravel don't exist itself. Gravel doesn't exist itself. So there are so many nuances on that. And that's why it's good to go deep into that, for into this kind of conversation. So we put up together some synergies, our talkative skills, and we are going to talk about everything like that in these three episodes of this mini-series. I still didn't decide the name of the mini-series, though. Gravel Brunwagen. Ooh. Or I, Epic Brunwagen. Ooh, I do. Mm, what about Epic Gravel Brunwagen? Epic Brunwagen. Gra no. I will figure it out. Man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that here brainstorming on a microphone doesn't work. Another thing that we have to mention, you mentioned that. Let's talk about the uh, giveaway, raffle. How do you want to call it? I think giveaway. I like giveaway. Raffle? No. No, let's... Uh, I think we have a name for that one. It's going to be the Gravel Epic Broom Wagon Giveaway. I love it. I love it. Oh, that's great. No, that's a great question. So... Um, Gravel Epic and Broomwagon are obviously partnering up to bring one lucky person uh, a free entry to join us at the Gravel Epic Switzerland in September. Uh, along those lines, Stefano has graciously decided that he will also be giving one jersey to that lucky rider. And it's going to be, uh, let's see, probably it's going to be a full kit or just a jersey. I will figure it out myself. That's something that you don't need to know right now at the moment. And also another thing is going to be one of those Lycra things. Even if, is it completely gravel, the Lycra thing? You know, I, that is one of those hot topic questions right now. Is it still gravel if you're wearing a full Lycra skin suit? I don't know. I mean, does it make you faster? Does it make you look cooler? I don't know. You know, listen, I've told you this before. My mantra, look pro, go slow. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. sometimes I'll throw on a pair of baggy shorts, but then I'm confused. Do I take out the VTT, the mountain bike, the gravel bike? Do I put the 650Bs on there or the 700Cs? I don't know. That's a great question. Okay, okay. That's something that I need to ask about also 650Bs and 700C. And I'm going to probably ask you something about your background. So probably we'll start from here. Now, we went out of kind of the bureaucratic thing we're going to say about giveaways and stuff from time to time, probably also at the end. But for now, so Sean Roth, tell me more about that. Well, Sean Roth was born on September 27th on a cold, dark night in Seattle, Washington. September 27th? Yeah. So we, are we going to more or less celebrate together your birthday during the Gravel Epic Switzerland? Yep. To be honest with you, Gravel Epic Switzerland is my birthday party. And that's great. Uh, you decided to go really big on that, huh? Yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. Anyways, back to me. So mm -hmm. um, let's see. I won't go all the way back to the beginning. Uh, but uh, let's see. My background in cycling, um, you know, I've, I've always been an avid cyclist. Um, I grew up in, originally in the Pacific Northwest in uh, the United States. And uh, mountain biking was always a passion of mine. Um, I really, really got into these sports, though, and into the industry as a whole about 15 years ago. I graduated from university, and I moved immediately from Kansas. Some people know that for gravel. Um, from Kansas uh, to Denver, where I started working in a bike shop. Um, so I skied, I snowboarded, I mountain biked. Uh, and then one day, somebody walked into my life and said, hey, have you ever thought about road biking? I was like, ugh, gross. Spandex. And next thing you know, I'm wearing spandex and road biking. <laughs> and my mountain bike's looking at me in the corner like, hey, what about me? 
Um, so, you know, I, I don't want to say I was one of the early uh, people to throw on a wider tire onto a road bike, but yeah, you know, I, I'm one of those people that I'd be riding my road bike, missing my mountain bike, and I'd look off to the corner and see that, that path just calling to me, beckoning me. So, um, yeah, gravel was a, you know, a natural progression. Um, I raced uh, cyclocross. Um, and as we all know, cyclocross or cyclocross is a kind of a gateway drug for gravel riders. Um, it shows us just what a road bike can do. Um, so kind of, uh, that's, that's kind of my intro into, uh, into this world. Um, prior to kind of coming onto the gravel Epic project, I was working for a cycle clothing company called, uh, Katusha sports. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, I got the call to kind of, uh, create and uh, develop this new gravel series called gravel epic and uh here we are that's great uh, still talking about you so you talked about cyclocross you talked about mountain bike still so you're basically a baggy person baggy pants baggy shorts yeah yeah i mean uh, in my heart of hearts i i don't i yeah I, I do like wearing baggy shorts when i when i ride um but when I ride gravel, I'm, oh gosh, you know, 20 year old Sean would be kicking me in the face right now, mm -hmm. but uh, I'm going to admit this when I'm on a gravel bike, I'm probably in uh, bibs and a Jersey. Okay. And yeah, it makes sense. No, just for me. Yeah. Because this is actually the squishy terrain that we are living at the moment. But the cool thing that I like about gravel itself is that there are no categories. You want to come over and get your skinny, something like, I don't know, skin suit or whatever, do it. You want to come over with the baggies? Do it. You want to come over with your Avayanan shirts or flip-flops? Do it. So that's a cool thing, right? I mean, listen, uh, Lachlan Morton has clearly shown to the oh, world, of course. clearly shown to the world that it doesn't matter what you're riding. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, listen, if I'm pulling up to the start line for Gravel Epic Switzerland, I'm going to have Birkenstocks on because it's a cool thing to do. I mean, everybody's doing it now. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, th to be honest with you, um, I run hot, so I prefer to wear a bib and jersey. Um, mm -hmm. I think my natural environment would probably be baggy shorts and a flannel, but I can't do that. Okay, okay, makes sense. Um, so yeah, uh, we talked about Sean working in a bike shop that's still in the industry with Katusha, now Gravel Epic. But the question that everybody probably is asking, what is gravel epic so what's behind it where everything started and how 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 and why we are sitting here in the offices of the how truth in close to lausanne i would say yeah i mean you can say lausanne we can say lausanne yes it's seven minutes with the train i arrived here so yeah with the bus i arrived here so. i mean the view is the same oh, if yeah, you go yeah. to lausanne if you're here at the office we're looking at these beautiful mountains the valasian mountains are off in the distance no that's a really 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 good question and um Gravel Epic uh, has actually been around since 2019. Um, initially, it was founded by two really cool German guys, um, Tim Kramer and Ralph Burke. Uh, and they actually envisioned a gravel one-day race series. Um, and a lot of people are aware of this. So Gravel Epic was going to be raced in Marrakesh, Girona, Mount Etna, and Slovenia. Um, they were going to be a series of four-day, one-day one one races. Um, and then, uh, obviously... 2020 happened. Um, and, I don't have uh, my, my jar, my COVID jar with me. Everybody knows that I have to drop one franc there. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. So you want me to keep saying this? Because the charity benefits, right? I would say that, yes. In this case, he watched 
small thing that I have to say, small line. So Sea Watch is the charity who is saving refugees in Central Mediterranean for, let's say, a certain death. I would say, basically, really probable. Uh, they're getting one Swiss franc all the time that we are talking about. Twenty twenty, those times, COVID nineteen uh, pandemic is another thing. I don't know if I want to include as well vaccine. Probably I will. I would say yes, because it's anyways, uh, anyways like that. So I'm dropping one coin over the time that everybody, my podcast, including myself, is taking out the conversation because it's good to talk about that, to put things in a context, but it's a bit depressing. So at least somebody has to benefit on that. And they usually, usually, and the ones that are benef- getting a beneficial a benefit on that is actually the Sea Watch. So thanks a lot for popping out and coming out with this 2020 appointment. Absolutely. So, um, but uh, kind of back to uh, the series itself. So in uh, late 2020, early 21, um, Ralph and Tim made the decision to sell the company um, and the event series to the Oat Route. Um, for those of you who are listening who may not know what the Oat Route is, uh, you know, it's, um, well, do you want to explain this to people? Do you want me to explain this to people? Uh, let's what, do how, that. what do you think the oat root is? Exactly. I'm going to say something and you are going to, let's say, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. So basically, I think that how truth is the quintessential of uh, challenge yourself, sponsor yourself, live cycling like a pro. I mean, uh, the old company is organizing multi-day stage events most of the time in one of the, some of the most beautiful parts of the world, especially climbs. I was actually part of one intro event some time ago, amazing climbs. And they're actually providing you everything that pros usually have. Support, um, not the bicycles, what's that? Massage. Massage, exactly. Support, massage, um, briefing before the stages, and everything that you need really to feel like a pro. And that's what actually all truth is. I know that from time to time, all truth one time as well, uh, got an advertising that probably was something that moved the mind of a lot of people. I'm talking about Icarus, the documentary, where actually it's saying something like, take the fa- no, the seven most difficult stages of the Tour de France, put them uh, all together back to back to back to back. And that's what it is. It's like this, but not everybody is really going there to competing. Most of that, m- many people are going there to compete, but most of the people are also going there to enjoy the experience. Can it make sense? Did I forget something? Wow. I'm, uh, I'm actually sliding a contract over to him right now. Perfect. Um, uh, I'm, I don't have a pen. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, no, no. You, uh, you hit the nail right on the head. So the oat route is really, uh, um, I almost said gravel race. That's not true. It's a road race. Not yet. Um, for amateurs like you and I, who mm-hmm. maybe would love to know what it's like to be a pro. And what you just talked about um, is actually one of our, it's our premier event, the Alps, where people will ride their bike from Megève across all the iconic climbs and end in Nice. Um, and that's, uh, that's exactly it. So to bring it back home to gravel, so the Oat Route um, bought the Gravel Epic Series from Ralph and Tim. And uh, we've actually made the decision to change it from a one-day format in four iconic locations to a multi-stage gravel race format. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, uh, yeah, uh, for Gravel Epic, there's actually really going to be two formats as we grow this series. Um, right now, for this year, uh, we'll have Gravel Epic Switzerland, which um, we've we'll talk about in a later episode. Yeah. But uh, that'll be kind of a base camp uh, mentality, and then I think really. 
what uh, has the the most weight behind it, which I'm super excited to launch, is um, our point-to-point stage gravel races. Okay. Yeah. So um, we borrowed the DNA from the oat route, Mm -hmm. where each day riders will start in one city and make their way across the Alps to a different location. Same idea with Gravel Epic. But we're on gravel. That's great. Okay. Um, okay, I'm going to shoot this question straight. As shoot it. it. Is. We know, actually, we, we are going to talk about that, and I think that everybody knows a bit what I have in mind and what everybody has in mind as well, because my audience know me. Another thing that we cannot hide from the how-truth is there are events that are quite expensive. And it could be actually that in the mind of people, there is also that, okay, these are cycling events for don't want to be offensive, but white men in their 60s uh, in spandex trying to... Mammals. Mammal. Uh, that's the word that I don't that's want to word. say. Okay. Uh, I know. Uh, I'll, I'll throw it out there. Sorry. Yes, exactly. M- mammals uh, that have a lot of money and they want to spend their money in this way, pretending that they are pro. Uh, that's actually what people have in their head and that can work actually with the how truth. So it's basically a gravel epic, a gravel event for mammals. Absolutely not. Um, and actually I'm going to, I'm going to push back a little bit. Okay. Um, the oat route is inclusive. Um, and I, I do think that is a priority for them. Um, you and I both know that the cycling world, unfortunately is male dominated and that, uh, there, there is, there is a large push to kind of get parity in that. So the oat route is trying. Um, and, uh, I think we're succeeding too, but, uh, back to gravel epic. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Gravel, Gravel Epic is not a copy and paste of the oat root formula. Gravel Epic is its own thing. Um, you know, and you and I have talked about this, but Gravel, you know, is a, it's kind of the edgier brother, the alternative to road cycling. You know, come as you are, be who you are. You know, you want to race in flannel and jorts, or do you want to be in spandex? Do you want to, you know, be on a fully rigid steel frame? Do you want to be on... A, you know, a carbon fiber bike with pivot points in the rear or a loft fork, you know, gravels for everybody. Um, and while having a multi-day stage gravel race, um, it's not the easiest thing to put on. Um, but you know, I think what you're going to get from a gravel epic race is, you know, you're going to get the support and, um, all the things associated with the oat root races, um, which, uh, is really hard to quantify unless you've been on an event, which you have. Yeah. Um, but really for the gravel epic, you know, we're there to take care of everything else. So you can focus on what you love and that's being on the bike, being outdoors, making friends, riding with your friends, taking in those views, making those memories all on a gravel bike. You know, I've, I've been to enough races in my cycling history to know that uh don't get me wrong i love one day races and uh i just i want to elevate the experience a little bit more and that's really what we're trying to do with the series so instead of getting to the finish line getting your slightly warm hot dog or piece of pizza and your your beer you know when you when you cross the finish line in switzerland you know we're going to be there with local food cheese you know your your local valasian meats the, the local beer you know it's going to be a completely different atmosphere to to what I think um, a lot of gravel races are right now. Mm-hmm. And I think there's this, this yearning, this hunger for, for that. Um, you know, and uh, the cool thing about a stage race is with these one-day races, you show up at 4.30 in the morning. 
You're tired. I throw. You have your cup of coffee mm-hmm. in your race. You finish. You drink your beer and you go home. Cool thing about stage racing is we're going to be at a base camp in Switzerland. So you're going to race. You're going to come back. You're going to be able to shower. You're going to drink a beer. And you know what? You're going to have a great dinner. We're going to recap the day. Do a highlight film. You're probably going to be in it. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to go upstairs and lay down in a bed and get to do it all over again. Yes, 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 yes. It makes a lot of sense. No, this um, this makes a lot of sense, as I would say. And actually, I want to, just because actually you mentioned it before, I was also to an Outroot event earlier this year. And the thing is that you're right, actually, the inclusivity point is there. And if I want to just to point on stuff, offshore, of course, uh, being an all-inclusive event is more expensive than a bike packing ride. Of course it is, and especially also everything that is related to that. But also on the other side, inclusivity is a great point. The thing that, I see, that I've seen is probably an equal, for sure equal, number of women and men riding it. No matter what, everybody was there cheering you up. First one of the bunch, last one of the bunch. Everybody was supported. Everybody was really part of the family. Also going back to having your dinner at night. Everybody was sitting with everybody. There was no exclusion there. And that's a great thing. So probably I can completely relate to that. That probably is an image that is there. I don't blame Icarus at all for that. But this was actually uh, probably something that everybody had in mind on seeing this high competitive uh, DNA that was there at the beginning. But the competitive part of the outroute, because it's already there, is also in the gravel epic, isn't it? So it's not just, as we described, something that I'm going to do anyway. It's going there, hanging out with friends and riding some amazing passes on gravel. That's what I'm going to do. I don't care about the competition. But who wants to compete? There is a possibility there, right? Yeah, absolutely. So like you, like you said before, um, it is in the DNA. You know, uh, It is a gravel race. At the end of the day, we're going to have podium places. Um, we're going to offer prizes to the top three women, the top three men. Um, we'll have mixed team categories. We'll have a women's team. We'll have a men's category. Um, and this is going to go across the whole series. So listen, for me, I think gender parity is one of the most important things right now in this industry. Um, if you go to our website and you look at our ambassadors, I've literally tried to balance it 50, 50, um, in the early stages, it was actually sizably, um, weighted towards women and, uh, which isn't a bad thing, but, um, as we've started to pick up ambassadors across Europe, it's gotten um, a little bit more balanced. But uh, back back to back to the racing idea, yeah, that's um, it's it's a race. Um, it's an adventure race. You know, we're 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 throwing these events in places that uh, you know young young Sean only dreamed of. You know, I'm I'm saying this from Switzerland. I never thought I'd live in Switzerland, but of I live course. in Switzerland. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's one of my uh, partners called it Swissneyland, and uh, it it is. Um, for a cyclist, for an outdoor lover, this is literally the Disneyland of cycling, gravel mm-hmm. racing, mountain biking, whatever you want to call it. It is Disneyland and it's phenomenal. But um, back to the series, racing is at the heart of it. Um, but the cool thing about the series is you can show up to race. You can also show up to just ride it. Um, mm-hmm. But you're going to be able to be racing it knowing that you're fully supported so not only do we have feed stations but we've got you know we'll have people on in the in the peloton itself who are mechanics who are going to be there to offer assistance if there's any mechanicals you know you're you're not out there by yourself you know you and i both know in the gravel world camaraderie is a big thing so 
you know, if you have a mechanical while you're racing the course this fall in Switzerland, I'm sure the guy who's riding next to you is going to be like, hold on, I got a chain link in my bag. You know, like, but you're not going to have to rely on that. Um, but uh, I, I think a lot of people, some people will show up to, to win. You know, I think um, it's in our DNA as humans to be slightly competitive. Um, at least for Switzerland, though, the cool thing is uh, the time segments are going to be on the climbs. Mm-hmm. Um, and thanks uh, for that. You're welcome. Yes, I, I know. Uh, yeah, my mm, I remember that once I had this interview with Hema Puli, and she will tell me, oh, you know how uh, do you actually pronounce my name?" I said, "Yes, Hema Puli. Yes, it's more or less like Pule, but with the AY at the end, and it actually defines perfectly my style on downhill." So, and she was a pro world champion and stuff. I am way worse, so I'm more or less like a chicken going down. Yeah, I uh, okay. Stefano Poulet. No, you can call me chicken. It's better. I'm going to start calling you chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. You know, no. Yeah, so I'm glad you shared this with the writers because I'm going to look for you on the descents now. I'm going to look for the white knuckles. He's going to be on top of the hoods, you know, fully upright, sweating profusely. His his jersey will be completely pitted out. No, but uh, for Gravel Epic Switzerland, um, it's only going to be the climbs because we really want people to appreciate the natural beauty that they're going to be in. Um, especially we've tried to position the feed stations right at the top of these climbs where the segment ends. You're going to get to the feed station. You're going to look at the guy next to you. You both are going to just laugh because a you're, you just did something incredible. And then B you're going to look up when you can catch your breath again and be like, Whoa, look at those mountains. I mean, every time I go to valet here in Switzerland and I see glaciers and I see snowy peaks and I see forests, I'm just like, I'm always astounded. Um, so yeah, racing is at the key and the heart of Gravel Epic, but it's not the do-all, be-all. Mm-hmm. We want people to come. If they want to race, they can race. But at the end of the day, we want people to feel that sense of adventure, that sense of that, that thing that gets us all excited about going out on gravel. And that's becoming one with nature and getting back to what the roots of cycling are. Yes, yes, yes. Makes sense. Um, I have two things in mind. And uh, I will start with the first one. It sounds like this race, or the Gravel Epic, uh, sounds like an enduro race, but actually on reverse, on the other way around. Because usually you, on the enduro racing, you are not timed on the way up, but only on the way down. But still, there is this camaraderie that you were saying before. Because if you have any problems or whatever on the way up or on the way down, you will always find one that you usually call competitor close by you helping you out if you're something broken or if you're just having a bad time on the uphill and stuff of course you need to be there at a certain time but still you're gonna have some support also from your competitors it sounds like more or less the same enduro racing and gravel or yeah. reverse yeah i guess you could see it that way i tell you what i will make you a deal i will flip the timing chips just for you so the only time you're being timed is on the downhills i can do that and can uh that. on the climbs we won't time you Yep, I think this is the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please do me that thing. Also, because nobody is going to really take it super uh, seriously, the down here, so I'm going to win. Well, you're the only one that that's where your GC time is going to come from. I love it. So I'm going to win for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do that, man. Yeah, mm. I'll, 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 talk to, I'll talk to my timing guys. <laughs> bring me back. Bring me back home. We were what? talking about the camaraderie and the enduro part and everything. Yep. But this okay. was just a comment from my side. You need to comment on that. The other thing that I thought is that I remember that once we were together talking on the phone and you at a certain point described me the atmosphere that you want to have 
at the end of the ride, so at the night and having dinner when all everybody's gonna be together, with this metaphor that is the place where cowboy was staying water. Can you repeat this for me and for all the audience? Because that's the most American thing that I've ever heard in my life. Well, I'm secretly hoping that you have a very large American fan base. And when they hear me say this, they're all going to laugh. Um, but if not, we can all laugh at me because uh, life's way too short to, to not laugh at yourself. So um, what Stefano is asking me to repeat is, uh, yes, I like to use the term around the watering hole. Um, I actually thought it was a good podcast name because, um, you know, the watering hole is uh, where the cowboys used to take their horses after they rode all day to drink water. And just like the water cooler in the office, it's where you would hang out and talk and discuss. And I kid you not, Stefano looks me in the eye. I'm doing it. He's looking me right in the eye yeah. right now. And he looks at me and he goes, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> And I was like, really? And then our other colleague who was in the room also said the same thing. He's like, that is the most American thing I've ever heard of. I've, I, I literally have no idea what that is. And I was like, it's the watering hole. It's the, it's the watering hole. You go to the watering hole. And they're like. Yes, but that's the experience, right? That's exactly it, the atmosphere it, that you want to catch again with people when we are going to talk about evenings yeah, at the Gravel Epic. Yeah. So, no, that's, that's a great. Uh, yeah, that's a great way to think about it. Um, the watering hole. So, yeah, people finish the stage and really. I would love to see people just showering, getting cleaned up, and then they get back there, they're having beers, and they're like, whoa, let me tell you about that, uh, that stage that was. You know, like, how, how crazy was that? Or do you remember that one corner where the gravel's a little loose in there, and oh, man, I, I fishtailed, but I brought it back around? Yeah, so that watering hole mentality is a, is a great way to, to do it. You know, another thing that uh, us Americans call the watering hole mm-hmm. is uh, the bar. Ah, okay. So I'm going to go to the watering hole and get my drink. So, um, yeah. So in that sense, uh, the watering hole works both ways. So people drinking beers, sharing stories. It's what all cyclists like to do. Mm -hmm. No, that's great. That's great. And actually, I can completely understand this uh, kind of, as I would say, an atmosphere that you can feel there of chitty chatting, relaxing, talking about talking about the environment that you see and also the time segments that you got that you were probably shredding more than everybody else. You know, I also use the word, the correct words for gravelly mountain bikers wannabe. I remember that also we had during the conversation another thing that actually would be as a main characteristic of the watering hole is gonna be, and you actually slightly mentioned that before, um, is about the video of the event. Tell me more about that because I think that this is gonna be a main, a big characteristic of the gravel epic, right? Yeah, no, that's. Uh, I'm glad you you brought that up. So when we were talking about what is gonna differentiate the gravel epic from other events, is something that the Oat Route does really, really well, and um, we will actually have a team, a comms team, a media team on uh, each stage and before the stage, kind of creating these compelling and inspiring content. So at the end of each stage, um, they actually will have an editor working all day to piece together these, these drone shots, these, these still photos, everything. And we're going to do a recap of the day. Um, and the Oat Root really, really does it well. And uh, it's something that I think Gravel Epic's going to be able to do well. And ideally, um, not even ideally, we're going to um we'll be sharing this with the people the writers who are on the on the stage and they can share it with the people back home just like hey look at look at the day we just had like here's here's the parkour here's the course here's the feed stations look at me at minute 1.25 
there I am sweating profusely and it was a heck of a good day and uh, I'm ready to do it again tomorrow. So yeah, we'll do like um, a movie, a mini movie for two minutes recapping the day. That's super great. And uh, that's actually, am I wrong on saying that probably one of the, I don't know, headline punchy lines or whatever of the Outroot is ride bikes, make memories. That's not the Outroot, my friend. That is Gravel Epic. That's Gravel Epic. I thought it was caught the bikes. Sorry, I am actually mixing up a lot of marketing here. Uh, okay, but that's what it is, right? Ride the bike and make memories. That's nothing more than that. Uh, but yeah, we talked about this year. This year is going to be, we're going to talk about that in episode number two. But this year is going to be, um, yes, how, uh, sorry, Gravel Epic Switzerland. I got to make it. Uh, Gravel Epic Switzerland. And it's going to be in the, val- in the Valais. It's going to be a great ride and whatever. But what's next? We know that actually that's something that is going to happen with this year. 2020, 2021, pandemic years. Drop the coin. We know that actually you cannot really develop all the concepts that you want, but 2021 is like it is, and 2022 is going to be something a bit more, let's say, um, broader, a bit more complex, a bit more complete. Yeah, so... And you're going to Mount Etna. I know you really want to do Mount Etna. I do want to do it, yes. Uh, We might be able to just do a a private trip. Okay, okay. Um, no, for 2022, um, so Gravel Epic was never envisioned to be just one race. It was meant to be a series, and it is a series. Um, so for 22, we are looking to add two or three events to the portfolio. Um, the one that uh, I will probably talk about the most right now is uh, Gravel Epic Marrakesh, um, which is, uh, we did a course recce recently in O. Oh, my goodness. It's uh, mind-blowing. I know you've been to Morocco before, but, yes. uh, you know, I didn't know what I... I didn't have any preconceived notions of what it was going to be. Um, but uh, Marrakesh is just stunning. The gravel is perfect. It's not too technical. The climbs are just beautiful. They're out of this world. They're remote. Um, so for 2022, that's our first event up on the calendar. Um, it's going to be in the spring. And uh, I can't wait to go and uh, see what uh, the Alice Mountains look like, all green, still covered in snow in the high country. Um, but uh, Switzerland's a base camp format where Marrakesh is going to be that point-to-point stage race that uh, is really part of uh, the oat root and gravel epics DNA. Um, so stage one, we actually will start in Marrakesh itself, and uh, we'll actually ride up into the high atlas. We'll stay in... Um, a small town called Wigan. Um, and Wigan, uh, you know, most riders will stay um, in these Berber style tents. Super cool. Our race director, Hassan, oh, he's a pro. He's a pro, 50 years old. He's lived his whole life in Morocco, grew up in the Berber mountains. Um, and the event that he is helping us to create is incredible. Um, one of the things that uh, as we build this series, it's really, really important for us is to make sure that we're using local people of course um because it's priority for us you know i don't want to show up with a 50 person team from europe and just throw on an event you know i i want to stimulate the economy i want to make sure that you know we're not you know putting ourselves into injecting ourselves into these people's lives so um but that's stage one stage two gets even deeper into the mountains um the stage two is epic there's no better word i wish i had one it's epic it's on gravel yeah Epic gravel. Um, 
But stage two is the queen stage. And uh, we end again out in the high Atlas Mountains. We'll be staying in these tents um, and these beautiful barley fields. And then uh, stage three, which we are calling the recovery stage. I mean, it still has a thousand meters of climbing. Okay. Um, but uh, it actually descends out of the high Atlas Mountains into the Agafe Desert, where we will end the uh, stage race. Um, you know, we had talked about how uh, Switzerland is kind of that uh, reverse enduro style. Mm-hmm. Um, Marrakesh and uh, the other event, which I'll talk briefly about here in a second, is going to be a, your traditional GC race. So everything is on the clock. Exactly. Okay. So we'll have a start mat at the start line. And as soon as you roll over, clock starts. Okay. Um, one of the cool things we will do inside each stage, though, is we will do a QOM, KOM. So fastest woman climber, fastest man climber. Um, and uh, they'll be alongside the GC. Um, I'm working with our apparel partner. Uh, I envision us having a leader's jersey and a mountains jersey which, so the poids jersey exactly uh-huh um maybe i can create a descending jersey just for you no yeah i would love to yes um can i have it yellow yeah yeah, yeah. perfect yeah let me uh let me talk to my people mm-hmm. um no but uh yeah so it's going to be your traditional gc so overall time over the three days will be the gc winner same thing fastest times cumulatively for the climbs will be your QOM and KOM for those series. Um, so Marrakesh is a slightly different format than uh, our base camp format, um, but it's something that I think the series is uh, really going to expand on. And, uh, you know, um, I'm currently working with uh, creating the third event in the series, which will which be... Which one? Which one? Mount uh, Etna. Yeah. I got a... That, that one's still a 2030. Priv- that, that's the private test event. That's the, the 20 <laughs> never event. Um <laughs> Look at me dashing hopes left and right. No, um, I think uh, the third event in our series is going to be um, in the Balkans, um, which uh, we, we ideally picture it being uh, alpine to the, to the ocean. I know it's not an ocean. It's the Adriatic Sea. Yes, Mediterranean Sea to be a bit more inclusive. Oh, um, but uh, picture that, you know, descending through the Alps. Um, you know, I'm not going to tell you which country just yet, but uh, people can I've, guess. I've been there several times i think i know it already you told me as well before it's a secret we haven't we haven't launched yet can we say that what What, the name of the country i'm not saying the name of the country oh okay can i say to my friends maybe my friends are on on hearing it go ahead they're gonna have to stay tuned we're gonna (laughs) we'll we'll do the official 22 launch maybe maybe you want to come back and visit me and we can do the 22 launch together but uh that'll be in october okay um i can do that i can still do it but but really for us uh the format is really these base camps um and then these kind of more more adventurous um five-day stage races um where you arrive you race three stages and then your your fifth day is your your travel day um and that's really at the the heart of what I picture gravel epic becoming, um, you know, for, for 22, we're adding two events really, um, maybe, maybe three we're still figuring that out. Um, but each year we're going to add an event, you know, the oat root portfolio is, um, you know, we've got the, the seven day format, the five day format and the three day format. Yes. So gravel epic, very similar DNA, you know, we'll, we, we're looking to do that. You know, we have our two day stage races, our three day stage races. Um, and I, you know, I'm dreaming big. You and I have talked about this. Mm-hmm. I like big, I like dreaming big. You know, I, 
we are we are a European company, but gravel's hot everywhere, right? You know, like uh, I, in my mind, I go to bed thinking, man, where's the next gravel hotspot? How do I get there? You know, we're seeing great events popping up everywhere. The Rift in Iceland, beautiful. One of our ambassadors was just there. He raved about it. You know, migration gravel race, Kenya, also a hotspot. We're going to be in Morocco. We're going to be in Switzerland. We're going to be in the Balkans. Who, who's not to say that we're not going to be in Spain, France, the Nordic countries, Scotland? You know, um, I, I, see, I see opportunities in North America still. I see opportunities in Africa. Um, you know, Central Asia? <sighs> Southeast Asia. Wait. Listen. Australia. I like where your head's at. You, you know, you, you and I should just, this is dangerous. When we get together, this is what we do. We just keep it. You know, egging each other on. You know what is dangerous, really? New Zealand. New Zealand mm. is not as dangerous as Australia, anyways. Patagonia. Patagonia would be amazing. No, but really, the dangerous thing, I think, is riding, riding gravel in Australia. Everything can kill there. Everything. I'm not talking about only uh, wild animals and uh, everything, but just the heat. Everything. And uh, also you know, the beauty of the country. But you know, uh, that's the thing. Australia gravel epic. I like it. Um, has anybody ever told you what a drop bear is? No. Drop bear. Mm. I'm not going to ruin this for you because mm. it's going to keep you up at night. Okay. If you have any Australian listeners, I hope they're laughing right now. Okay. 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 My, my brother lived in Australia for a couple of years um, as a as a professional outdoor guide, and uh, he talks about the drop bears. Yes, koala. I don't know. Are they koalas? But they just drop out of the trees on you. Oh, uh, okay. No. So you better watch yourself. No, that's what I was saying. It's a stunning country. But everything can kill you. So here we are worried about COVID. Uh, another, another coin, coin. in a jar. Exactly. Uh, we are actually worried about cars and all these things. There you cannot go. I was having this exactly this conversation, I remember, some time ago with my, a friend of mine living in, uh, in Sydney. We were in Sydney, hanging out, getting a coffee. And at a certain point I said, why everybody's... No, he told me, did you see here? It's everything super cool. Everybody's so relaxed. Then I watched him and said, yeah, you know why everybody here is so relaxed? And you also in the group? No, because you go out and you don't know if you are coming back home. That's why everybody's so relaxed. <laughs> you need to enjoy your life every freaking second. Everything can kill you there. I, I, I can tell you right now, Australia is not in the cards for the next two seasons. I don't know if you say, want to say, thanks God... Or if I want to say them, because I would love to go to Australia to ride my gravel bike. You know, listen, I like the idea of anything can kill you gravel epic. It's good. Name. <laughs> um, but uh, one of the things that I will pride myself on with this race series is um, we want these to be inclusive. Um, you know, gravel riding, there should be a sense of adventure. I can tell you for the Switzerland course, it's... Um, it's it's a good time. There's definitely gravel. Stage one is almost uh, 85% gravel. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people in Europe, they not even, I shouldn't say Europe. A lot of people in the world see Europe as very civilized. It's people have been here for millennia and there's pavement everywhere. But really, you know, as an American living in Europe, I've been able to find, have some fabulous wild experiences, you know, especially in Switzerland and the Alps. Um but uh, that's that's the thing is uh, I think Gravel Epic we want to introduce people to these really really cool places these these wild places you know whether it's the Balkans or the Nordics you know maybe maybe there's a Gravel Epic stage race under the midnight sun you know <laughs> where we, where our start lines at four thirty in the afternoon 
and we race till midnight. You know, I, but th- th- there still are these wild places um, where pavement doesn't exist, where the blacktop ends. And these are the places where I think gravel really excels and has this opportunity. Um, you know, I, I grew up in the Western U.S. and I guess I took for granted um, how wild it can be. Um, but there still are wild places all over the world. And Gravel Epic, like I said, wants to introduce these people to those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's true. It's definitely true. And uh, you know what also is super epic? Mount Etna. I will stop it right now. Sorry. <laughs> no, I just want to ask you another thing. Um, that's an amazing thing, actually, that uh, you are actually, we are already visualizing it. You are actually describing to us and being there, being inclusive, find the wild adventure, find the wild itself, and discover and having this feel of exploration and everything. That's super great. But actually, I think that we are talking here, we are talking gravel here, we are talking adventure, we are talking all these things. And gravel itself has so many different aspects. I remember that we talked as well at lunchtime two hours ago. There was Anthony with us, we were talking about gravel events and... uh, that's a topic that probably we should touch because gravel is a lot of things. We can talk about gravel if we are talking about one day out with no bags, racing, and in this case would be something like, yeah, a normal gravel whatever event. Uh, otherwise, you can talk about events with a lot of partying and hanging out with people and relax. You can talk about hardcore racing. You can talk about bike packing. Because that's another thing that is part of gravel. Okay, there are also bikepacking events like the TCR that are mainly on tarmac. But also on the other side now, they're starting introducing from day to day as well some gravel as well. Started, I think, that actually everything started in 2014 with the Col de la Sieta. Amazing climb, by the way, between Piedmont and France. Uh, but also there, this bikepacking is another part of gravel. There is There are really many things of gravel. But how Gravel Epic then goes there how do you fit how do you visualize how you place gravel epic into this all broad spectrum of riding of gravel yes because i'm thinking what's gravel for me that's a great question maybe we can start from there sean and then you can tell me about a bit more a businessy talk if you want to say about that because this is the difficult question that i ask you but what's gravel for you i didn't clear my calendar um what is gravel no, uh, gravel for me is um, it's reconnecting with the origins of cycling. You know, pavement is this new thing, um, and if you look at the the pioneers of cycling, the you know the early riders of the Tour de France, um, they were they were rolling on gravel. So when we have these giant debates on whether or not you can ride on a 725 or 700 by 42 or 650 b by 50 you know at the end of the day if you've got air in the rubber you can ride on it um but gravel for me is just reconnecting with uh you know reconnecting with nature um i know for a lot of my friends uh they're kind of fed up with riding on the road and dealing with the dangers that come with uh, being on the road but you know for me it's uh I've always had this adventurous streak in me and um, I love just finding out what's at the end of that road, you know? And sometimes it's just, uh, it looks like an animal path, but hey, if it's wide enough for me to get my handlebars through, I might just ride it. Um, also, 
I have absolutely no problem going down things faster. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Fall, falling yes. off the bike. Um, but yeah, stop smashing your downhill skills in front of my face. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. It's the it's the mountain biker in me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, gravel is a it's a way to reconnect. It's a way to connect with other people. It's a way to slow down. It really is. You know, I think um, a lot of us when we ride bikes, it's it's data driven. It's how many watts am I putting out? How fast am I going? What's my average speed? And for me, gravel riding is just hitting that 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 brake, that that stop button. Um, you know, it's nice to come home from work. I mean, I work in gravel, but still work, but it's nice to come home from work and just, you know, take the old gravel bike off the wall and not turn the computer on and just go, you know, because gravel bikes are, they just, they, they open up so many possibilities. I can ride on the pavement if I want to. There's a little grass clearing that I want to just go and sit in and contemplate. I can do that. Or I can go hit up my favorite, you know, single track down along the river. Doesn't matter. Gravel bikes are just, they make everything accessible. Mm-hmm. So that's gravel to me. Perfect. And then how we can place this gravel into the, let's say, the gravel epic into this wide spectrum of gravel at the moment? You know, that's the really cool thing about gravel cycling right now is it is, it's growing. It's huge. There's so much excitement around it. Um And I think Gravel Epic has a place in it. Um, every, you know, a lot, a lot of people have raced these one-day races. And I would invite people to challenge themselves to explore what a stage race is like. Um, it's a whole different ball game. But in terms of uh, where it falls into, I mean, I think you outlined, you know, bikepacking, ultracycling, one-day racing, you know, party pace. You know, I, I picture it as an adventure race um, that's supported, you know. Um, i like to think that I'm an okay rider. I used to be a strong rider. I let myself go this year. That's the joke. Um, but, uh, you know, I think when people think of adventure racing, they, um, they think of bikepacking or self-supported. But uh, the cool thing about Gravel Epic is you're going to those cool places that, uh, you know, you may not go by yourself or that you may have gone while you're bikepacking. But the cool thing about a Gravel Epic stage race is you get to go, I'm going to handle the logistics, you know, the things that you normally carrying on your bike. Now I'm carrying for you. I'm shuttling it to the next campsite. And so Stefano, what do you have to do? You're just going to look up, take in the scenery, know that the feed stations are ahead of you, know that there's support behind you and know that, uh, you're there to enjoy yourself or you're there to win the race, you know? Um, so really that's kind of where I think we, we, we fall into the spectrum, you know, um, There will be a little bit of, uh, you know, downtime, a little bit of party. I wouldn't say it's completely party, but uh, yeah, you know, there's the party pace and then there's the race pace. And I, I think we, we've, we're trying to find that fine balance between party, race, race, party. So, um, but yeah, you know, it's, uh, here's the thing. If, if you're not constantly questioning and evolving and learning, then you're static. And uh, I think Gravel Epic is a dynamic race series that, uh, you know, this fall we're going to, we're going to have our first event. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. And we're going to learn a lot. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, uh, I've got in my mind what I think the ideal gravel race is, but I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to be out there with the people. I'm going to be talking to you. I'm going to be talking to the guy that you rode with. I'm going to be talking to everybody. I'm going to say, Hey, what'd you like? What didn't you like? Okay. And we're gonna, we're gonna learn. 
Yes, yes, yes. That's great. And then that's the question that comes straight away in my mind and it's going to be super sharp. So you already know how a gravel race or gravel event should look like. What's that then? In what sense? Like physically? Like what's the event village going to look like? Or No, no, no. In your mind, something like uh, the parkour for sure is involved, but actually the vibes that are there, whatever, it's already what you have in mind. So your vision is already into gravel epic. Or there is something that you are trying to explore and pioneer that you are not sure of? Or there is something that you're still being conservative and you want to drop it? How does it work? Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, this is the problem. I've, I've talked too much to you uh, off the microphone. So uh, I need to be more cagey. Um, no, no, no. Um, it's a really good question. So I think... My past experiences obviously influence what I want to deliver in a gravel Makes sense. experience. Yeah. Okay. Um, but at the same time, I want to deliver an event that's inclusive to everybody. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, it's the parkours are going to be challenging. There's going to be climbing. Um, the one in Switzerland is going to be a bit more than challenging. You just, I thought you'd been training all summer. Yeah. I actually been training the whole winter. I didn't train at all about the whole summer, but that's what people usually don't do. No, no, no. So I, 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 we are pioneering something new. Mm. Um, I can, on literally one hand, I'm holding it up in front of you. I can count, uh, I can think of two other stage races in Europe right now, also launching this season. Okay. And then I can think of two more in North America that are launching this year. Uh, so we really are pioneering something. Um, what does that look like? You know, for Gravel Epic Switzerland, you know, you're going to have multiple types of accommodations um, for people. So there's going to be like a dorm style. There's going to be private room style. There's going to be camping spots for those people that want that. In Morocco, as we move point to point, things are going to be a little bit more limited. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, everybody will be in a tent or a private tent. Um, but uh, we, are, we are pioneering things um, because there is no playbook. You know, there's, there's no playbook. And that's the cool thing about gravel. It's like this, this wide open frontier, you know, we can kind of, kind of do what we want and explore and, and dig out this little, little pocket that is gravel epic, you know? Um, but for me really, you know, gravel epic is going to be about community. It's about, you know, coming together and having this shared love or interest in gravel cycling and, you know, you know, it's it's sharing those experiences over the campfire at the end of the night, you know, talking about how hard that climb was or just just those things, the things that 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 you and I both love about gravel cycling. Um, so, yeah, we we are pioneering something new um, and I'm super ex- excited for that because I think we have the right to philosophy, equation, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think you do, too, because you and I wouldn't be here talking. I don't think so. Yes. <laughs> um, Okay, validation. Yes. Um, but yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, and um, you and I have talked, uh, I, I've got very, very broad goals, um, and if I had my way, I mean, we would have a multi-tiered system where it's stage racing and one-day races and ultra-long distance um, self-supported gravel races, so, but uh, for right now, in uh, the world that I can impact is uh, we're going to focus on gravel stage races and we're going to deliver the best supported multi-day gravel stage race that you can sign up for. Perfect. I just want to actually probably extract also for these last lines that we got, kind of a headline, a punchline really for gravel. Gravel riding, there's not a playbook. 
that's the cool thing, right? Yeah. Because uh, you're, we are here actually really trying to transform model the concept that we have for riding the bike, and in this case, gravel riding, as we want. And that's super great, because if you would ask me, thanks for asking this question, by the way, what's gravel for you, Stefano? Hey, gra uh, hey uh, Stefano, what, yeah. what's gravel to you? Ah, that, that's great, actually. That's an amazing question. Thanks a lot for asking. And uh, for me, it's actually, it's just a state of mind. There's nothing else. It's not only the terrain. I don't freaking care about the terrain. I usually go out gravel riding, even just with my road bike up to the mountains, taking it easy without having any stress of watching around, uh, sorry, having any stress on watching on the computer and going straight or catch up with the people in front or yell at cars or whatever. For me, it's just going out, having the attitude that I'm going to arrive to the place. I have kind of the goal to arrive on top of one place, but they, my goal is not actually arriving there. My goal is actually sucking up everything that I have around as much as possible with friends, good time, a sunny day, a rainy day, I don't care, having a, bad, a good experience. And that's exactly what gravel is at the moment. We are actually identifying it with a surface, but it's actually more a state of mind. And that's exactly what we are modeling right now. Because before we were talking about stage races, party paces, uh, unsupported ultra endurance, the community is always the same. I know people that are doing many things inside of the same spectrum. I know people that are doing something like ultra endurance event and then they are coming to small events having a couple of drinks and then they are going getting some time and some good performance on climb on going down it's everything you're exactly right the the gravel community that i ride with in geneva is also very similar to that you know i ride with you know people like uh, xavier massar who has done multiple trans races you know he, he completed in trans america uh, Adrian Lichty, he is... He's going to Kyrgyzstan, I think, Adrian, right? In one week. Yeah, I need he to is. talk and with him. This guy's a bike messenger in Geneva, but you never know. I mean, first off, he rocks the, quite possibly, one of the best-looking mustaches in all of Geneva. Um, but secondly, you'd never know this guy was a premier gravel cyclist. But he's he's a ripper. I mean, he's strong. He does these ultra-long-distance races. He loves, you know, you're more likely to find him uh, Friday night uh, biking up to the top of the Jura with his tent to go camping just so he can get, you know, off the grid again, you know. But you're right, like, there's no playbook for gravel. You know, as an American, we would say it's the wild, wild west. It is. Um, yeah. Which is super cool. And I think you're right. I think there's a lot of crossover. And anybody that's keen on riding good gravel, um, I would invite them to come check out the Gravel Epic series because, uh, you know, we're, we are searching for the best gravel. Um, and I think there's a whole lot of gravel out there to be explored. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, uh, no playbook. Yeah. Talking about that, I want to make another difficult question to you uh, now. Um, talking about that, so you mentioned them. I, no, you didn't mention that. You mentioned something like the category. I will mention the name of them. Um, out there, there are a lot of these kind of events. There is Grinduro. I know there is something that you really, really appreciate. That is the Bohemian Border Bash. That is not a race, but it's an event that is amazing. But yeah, we say Grinduro, Bohemian Border Bash. We mentioned a couple of times Tour Tour in our offline talks. We mentioned a couple of times as well. Let me think about that. All the, uh, maybe this is something different, but the Ultra Endurance Bike Packing events. Uh, the Traka is another one. The Rift, you mentioned that. How do you see these events as competitors for the Gravel Epic or still 
thinking about the huge spectrum and the crossover and everything, you can see them being part of the same ecosystem. Of course it's not, because actually they are be talking business. They are different companies. It's not the same ecosystem. But you know what I mean, right? In terms of uh, experience for the people and uh, vibes that they can feel. Do you think, do you put yourself like competitor of them or you think that can be some synergies there? Wow. The broom wagon, Washington Post edition. <laughs> Come on with the hard questions. Um, I'm going to put two hats on here. I'm going to put a uh, gravel cyclist hat on. I'm going to put the business hat on. Um, okay. I'll wear them both at the same time though. So the cool thing about the gravel world is it's um, welcoming to everyone. And I love what I see coming from, in your words, I'm putting my quotation marks up, um, competitors. Mm -hmm. I think what Classmark's delivering in Spain is incredible. Uh, Gerard and his team down there, awesome. I love seeing the imagery coming out of it and the people that are on their start lines, pros. That's Girona. Mm -hmm. You know, Bo Bohemian Border Bash, man, that is a cool scene. You know, it's a festival. It's a gravel cycling festival is what it is. It's my family. I can say this with no problems. That's exactly my family gathering. Shameless plug. Listen to this guy. <laughs> um, Grinduro. You know, I always, in my mind, I like, I love the idea of it. Uh, I've yet to get to Downeyville in California where it started, but I'd love to. Um, but, you know, that's that uh, party where we have a bike race. I like that mentality too. And that's the cool thing about gravel is where I think... This world, the gravel world, is big enough for all of us. You know, I'm a gravel stage race. I have absolutely no qualms with somebody going to Granduro and then coming here, or vice versa. You know, I I, I think there's there's room for all of us. Um, so I like how you try to play us against each other, but uh, it's not going to work. Um, no, no, no. Uh, I think I think the the more that uh, we kind of have our own thing, the better off we all are. You know. People go to Grinduro to have that atmosphere. You know, I think people line up at Classmark because, or in Girona with Classmark because the terrain's beautiful and the races are hard and they're put on very, very well. Their background's in mountain bike racing. They've mm -hmm. been doing it for 30 years. Um, and uh, the Bohemian Border Bash is another great example where like it, people come to just ride gravel, to, to hang out, to be part of that community. And I'll be honest, in my mind, I think there's elements of all three of those in the Gravel Epic series. People are going to show up. It is a race. We're going to have podiums. So we're borrowing a little bit from that class mark DNA. We're going to have beer. We're going to have live, live music at the end of the stages. It's not going to be a huge party because we got to get up and race again the next day. And then Bohemian Border Bash. I really, in my mind, I want people to come to my Gravel Epic race. I want them to meet somebody new, to, to struggle up a climb with somebody and to forge those those bonds in the fire you know i want them to to exchange phone numbers and even though they might live in dresden and the other one lives in paris i want them to be like hey i'm thinking about riding x next year do you want to come with me i want gravel epic to be a catalyst for that gravel community i want people to meet each other i want them to to get to know each other and that all happens over the fire over the beer which is something that bohemian border bash probably does really well and I think all gravel races do. It's that, it's that camaraderie and that, that, uh, the, that crucible moment, you know, where <laughs> we're all in this together. We're all going to finish together. And when we leave, we're going to be connected. We'll have that little shared experience that is ours and ours only.
And that's, that's my dream right there. Racing, community, and, and, and having a fun, you know, party feel to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes a lot of sense. And uh, yeah, I really like actually the combination of everything being the everything. <laughs> Perfect, Sean. I would say that I don't think I have any more questions. Do we have anything else that you want to add? You have no other questions? Mm. None. No, no, because actually I think, I don't know, I told you that I had to make some other question. I think that you have a lot of notes there. Man, uh, people, everybody there. I came here, give, so I think that everybody here needs to know a bit more the structure that they make my interviews. But usually I try to give to people a bit more of an idea of a framework where they can work around and understand what we are talking about. So I send out um, something like bullet points. I send out bullet points and people can actually relate to them and think about them and blah, blah, blah. So basically most of the time I'm making interviews that are on the phone. This time is live. So the first time that I'm here and I'm actually really understanding how people take seriously the bullet point that they're sending out. I saw you now with everything printed out, with all the notes and also with a notebook full of things. And then before Anthony doing the same thing with everything there, a lot of notes and blah, blah, blah. Did I scare you with all these questions, people? You don't scare me. Your, no, your, your bullet points didn't scare me. I just wanted to make sure that we were hitting all the things that you wanted to talk about. Ah, um, so it's my fault. I mean, this is the issue. You and I could probably talk do forever. six hours of podcast. You know, we haven't even talked about pro cycling yet. I mean, so no, no, no. I, um, I liked the structure. I think you are a great interviewer. You know, Thank you. It Thank feels you. like a great conversation. That's mm -hmm. what we're having. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say this. This is almost prematurely, but I think... There's some synergy uh -huh. between the broom wagon and gravel <laughs> epic. Um, and maybe for the 2022 calendar launch or even on event next year for 2022, we'd love to have you. So um, if, if we don't have anything else, I just want to say thank you very much for having myself and gravel epic on your show. It's phenomenal. A bunch of us all listen and uh, I can't wait to, to, to hear this go live. Yes, yes, yes. It's going to go live super soon. And actually when we are going to go live with this, uh, we are going to also go live with the giveaway. We said Ep Gravel Epic Broom Wagon giveaway. Grugen, the Grugen giveaway, the Gravel Epic Broom Wagon giveaway. I'm trying to put it, no, you cannot put the word G-A-B-W. I know, the Gragen, it's almost like Grunewagen. Yeah. Oh. oh, okay. He's not coming to our event, sorry. Uh, are you sure? Did you invite somebody to the pro, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Can you uh, tell me if, I don't know, something like... I'm not going to name the classic ones. Let's say, let's say, let's say who can be here. Um, I know you're think. a big fan of Lance. He called me last week and he said he has to decline my offer. Mm -hmm. So Mr. Armstrong will not be joining us. Okay. 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 What about, what about, what about, no, this isn't, that's the possibility that this guy is going to come. Marcel Kittel. You know, Marcel is uh, d dipping his toes in the gravel water. Um, I don't think he'll be joining us either. Listen, I, there's a bunch of... Everybody wants to join Gravel yeah, now. The, 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 Gravel's the hot thing. Lachlan, we we Lucky is going to come. Who? Lachlan Morton. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got my feelers out to him. So here's the, here's the kicker. So we, we talked about this earlier, but gravel, Gravel's hot. Everybody wants a piece of it. Um, but the cool thing about Gravel is, like I said earlier, it's uh, this, this alternative, this edgy, you know, the UCI is what it is. And the UCI has been trying. I'm not gonna get political on UCIs in Lausanne. Well, we're not. We're not in. Just to tell you. Okay, we're close. They can listen to us. I, here. They probably. This room is bugged. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the, but the thing, the UCI has been trying to get their hands into the gravel game for a hot second, 
people are pushing back real hard. And so there's this thing right now where, you know, you have these former pro cyclists joining the gravel world, winning gravel races, you know, and so there's room for everybody, but it's this identity issue. We're still figuring out who we are as a community, like gravel, you know? So um, I can tell you right now, I don't want to say any names, but um, definitely a lot of interest from former world tour pros to current world tour pros to what I will call gravel pros um, who have expressed interest in joining us or they may actually be registered for the event. You're going to have to show up to find out. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I will. So yeah. I can, can just tell them you're yes. coming. Yes, 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 yes. I can just call them straight away. No, but yeah, the cool thing also, getting a bit more, I know this can be endless, but uh, the cool thing actually, so I don't remember the other guy because my memory is super bad, but there is Tim Valens and his buddy, super strong in breakaways. What, it's going to come over. Anyways, there is this two buddies that are going around at the end of every season and they're doing bikepacking. They did it, for example, from uh, Lombardy, I think that they did it from Milan, till uh, Ghent, and it was some years ago. Then they went to Montañas Vasillas, to it, Teruel, that area in Spain, that is basically the Spanish Lapland of my friend Ernesto. Hi, Ernesto, how are you doing? And they did also um, something like a bikepacking trip of one week there. Also, ProCycling wants to do bikepacking most of the time off-road, on dirt roads, just to refresh something like push up the vibes again. So I can see that actually probably can be an off, a perfect off-season event also for that. It's, uh, you know, it's, like I said earlier, connecting with the roots, getting back to the basics. That's gravel cycling. Um, yeah, everybody wants to do it. Everybody can do it. It's accessible for all of us. And there's room at the table for everybody. Absolutely. And there is also room for talking about that pretty soon. I'm going to talk soon as well with some of your ambassadors. And I think we are going to figure it out also something even cooler. Not oh, because yeah. you're not cool enough, but they are cooler than you. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm the boss. I'm not the cool guy anymore. You know, it's kind of, kind of happens as you work your way up. No, I'm, I'm super excited for you to uh, take some time with uh, two of my, my ambassadors. You know, Linda and Xavier are two exceptional um, athletes but also gravel riders you know xavi is belgian but he's ridden all over the world linda's canadian who lives here in switzerland she's also biked all over the place so man they're gonna i hope i'm gonna tell them to push you i'm actually i'm gonna tell them to show up with their own bullet points and questions okay because they're avid listeners they yes. love they love this is their chance this is their chance yes to talk to you it's perfect if they're going to challenge me on my questions and on my talks, but I hope that they're not going to challenge me on the bike. Also, because I've ridden the bicycle. I rode the bicycle already with Linda. She's strong, man. Oh, she's strong. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, she's going to ride with you in September yes. at Gravel Epic Switzerland. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, she's going to go in front and then going to hang out in the back, but it's fine for me. Yeah. Perfect. Sean, thanks a lot. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. No worries.